This is the Unseen Story, first-hand accounts that reveal God's love and power in the lives of His children. What God has done for our storytellers, He lives to do for you. Surprise! We're back with one last episode. We thought we would finish the year out with a review of all of our previous stories and just a reflection that we had as um, as we looked at the year. Yeah, just kind of thinking about uh, all the stories we told, writing up kind of our year-end newsletter, and uh, I just thought, well, it might be nice to revisit kind of our favorite moments, favorite uh, quotes, and uh, maybe just talk about them. And then kind of as I was pulling quotes and putting them together, uh, I thought maybe we'll just put a whole kind of a... Um, a montage. Yeah, I guess a montage is a good way to describe it. Um, and see how they relate to one another. And um, we'll see what Brooke thinks here. So mm-hmm. I'll play it. It's, it's roughly 10 minutes. Um, it's multiple stories. Not every story that we told last year, but many of the stories that we told last year. And then uh, we'll see kind of what you guys think and we'll, we'll share our thoughts at the end and love to, um, yeah, love to hear from you guys uh, what you think. Yeah. So without further ado, here is our year end review. I never met a real Christian until 1980, which was weird. I tell people I never became one because I never saw one. But I was building homes up in Chico, California. I went to Chico State University because I heard it was the biggest party school in America after Vietnam. And, And I went there and after that, I started building homes as a carpenter. And this guy came down from Alaska and he was gonna help us build. He had a beard, he was a big manly guy. And I thought, wow, he'll be a good drinking buddy because I was an alcoholic. And I judged men by how manly they were. To me, Christians were a bunch of pencil necks. You don't, don't even talk to them. You know what I mean? They were weak and wimpy. At break time, he sits down and opens a Bible. And I almost fell over. I said, what? Wait a minute. What is this? Because I already put him in the man slot. And I could see he was an ex-drug addict. And I'm going, this is really, what is this? I was actually drawn towards this. what, what was inside of him for the first time in my life. I had a glimpse of who Jesus was inside of a human being. Pastor Dan starts giving his sermon and halfway through stops, um, says, I feel like I need to share something. You know, it's a little weird for me to say this, but who am I to get in the way of something that God's wanting to communicate? And he says, There's someone in this room who's running from God. There is someone in this room who is going through the end of a marriage. And I'm here to tell you that there is a Savior named Jesus and his arms are wide open. That night, Jesus showed me that he was God and there's no other God because nobody else came. At the time, I was studying yogiism. I was reading um, autobiography of a yogi. I was into all these other beliefs, right? But none of them came. Yogananda didn't come. Buddha didn't come. Krishna didn't come. Allah didn't come. It was Jesus Christ that showed up. 
it says his arm's not too short to save in Isaiah 59. And literally that night when he reached his arm down, it wasn't too short to save, you know, like imagine someone reaching their arm down, like it was outstretched. I was able to grab his hand, you know. You know, when we cry out to Jesus, he says you will answer. And just like one word, one picture from him just can unravel years of destruction and pain. And one word from him can break off any lie. It can heal any wound. It can do anything. From what I could see, my life was over. My life had taken a a sharp left turn and I was sacrificing everything. And that was pretty much it. And I didn't even know if this baby would be healthy. And she was. And there was no birth defects. Again, another miracle because... They told me she was going to have pretty severe birth defects because of this medicine, and she didn't have any. Um, And so high-risk pregnancy, single mom, unplanned pregnancy, giving up on your dreams, all sounds really terrible until God steps in. I I mean, and, you know, something that I've, I've realized through this whole thing, it's not about what I wanted. It's not about the prayer I asked for, you know, it's not about me want, you know, me wanting a family. It's about how good God is. It's about him saying, look what I can do. And it's humbling that he did it in my life. (laughs) Um, For other people that are going through a dark season, when you see that beacon of hope, that and you come to the realization that it's God's goodness that he is going to make a way that he's going to be good no matter what and that we have these stories to bring glory to him and a demonstration of how much he loves us the love that the unconditional love that he has for us is just just so amazing just so overwhelming just <sighs> And I am worthy of it for the first time in my life that I felt that I was worthy. I thought I was just a tool and an unloved tool in God's hands. And when you think like that, for as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. If that's how you think of yourself, then you're not going to walk in God's love. You're going to, any bad thing that happens, you're going to take it personal as if God don't love you. You're going to be um, just burdened with guilt and shame and, and your feelings and your emotions are just going to rule your life if you don't know here in your heart how God feels about you. So you can be beloved of God and still have difficult times at the same time. And I say that because so many people need to know that, that your circumstances do not dictate how God feels about you. Whether you have money in your bank account or, you know, you have perfect health is not an indication of how God feels about you. You can only see God's love for you in the cross. It's really easy to hear a lot of other voices, whether it's voices from the past and just that the way that I grew up that says you you have to perform, you have to do this role. That's where your worth comes from my eyes have just been open to seeing things through a spiritual lens of, I I almost can sometimes get this picture of like just an enemy, like tentacle hanging down and the Lord saying, 
You know what that is. He is not creative. And when we use being in his word and prayer and being in community and worship, and when we claim the armor of Christ over us, we have the sword of the spirit to slay those tentacles, to slay those voices that are not from the Lord and to, to cast them out. And so with those experiences came an expectation to know that his power was going to show up in those spaces and places. And it has nothing to do with me. My performance can never get me there. I think as I've gotten older, my focus has been on the vine and the branch much more. And I'm realizing the branch doesn't give anything back to the Father. It just is so attached that it receives and produces fruit. And that's the gift, is the fruit. And, you know, at the end of the day, have I chosen love? He is love. That's why I love. I'm attached to him. He is forgiveness. So I'm forgiveness because I'm attached to him. He is hope. So I am hope. And that's what I produce. And he is trust. That's why I trust. And his trust flows through me. He is everything and so much more. And the simplicity of that in knowing he's the only thing that I need to focus on. There's an experiential encounter with him that says more, that does more than words could ever. And um, it's just hard to portray how you see him and how you experience him through words. And so I think that's what is hard for me, knowing how real he is and how much he wants to come alongside you. And he wants to partner with you. He wants to give you his perspective about all those things that we have perceived, you know, as traumatic or painful, embarrassing, humiliating, shameful. He's got a completely different perspective because he knows what he wants to do with that. I think one of my most favorite characteristics of God is that um, he legit, like for real, can make all things work together for your good. Like that verse that gets quoted so much, I think we forget the realness of that and how this is a sucky thing. The the confession, all the, the sin, like this is not how God intended for it to be. This is not how he wanted it to be. It wasn't supposed to be this way, but it is. And God doesn't just promise to make this work for Stephen's good, but for mine too. And the, I, I really believe that had I not had to walk through this, that I would not be as free as I am today. Another thing that God showed me that was so encouraging is that there has to be a mess before there can be a message. There has to be a test before there can be a testimony. And there has to be a trial before there can be a triumph. So, yeah, I think the important part is to embrace the mess that you're in. Or the testing that you feel, it's not for nothing. The story is proof of that, that it's not for nothing. Um, and it's necessary to produce the message 
testimony, and triumph that God is writing in you. The word salvation means sozo, where you made whole, when you, where your body, spirit, mind, all of you is completely restored. And that's what happened with me. And I just want to tell people that Jesus wants to restore you. He wants to restore your identity. When you read Ephesians 1, it says, Blessed is the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavens in Christ. For he chose us in him before the foundations of the world to be holy and blameless in love before him. He predestined us to be adopted as sons and daughters through Jesus Christ. So here it's just like, in him, I've been adopted. I've been chosen. I am loved. I am the beloved. I have been filled. I've been sealed. I have an inheritance. I am the beloved of God. And that is our identity. And I am discovering, and it's beautiful. It's a journey, like walking with Christ, because I'm continuing to discover the depthness. In, in Ephesians 3, it says that we may experience that love being rooted in Christ, that we will grow in that love and we will know the width and the height and the Woo, it's he's so good that identity can only come in Christ. And I'm in this beautiful journey with him. And uh 21 years, and not one day have I regretted giving my life completely to him. That is the miracle of salvation. I think this is the perfect episode to send to somebody to say, hey, you want a quick 10-minute glimpse of who I follow, the God that I follow has done all of this. This is who He is in the lives of His children. And it's not dependent on their behavior. It's not dependent on their circumstances. It is merely because of who He is, period. He can't not love He can't not move. It's who he is. And and that's it. It's the kingdom of God being fully presented in his people. And that is so cool. It gets me excited for 2023. Does it get you excited? Yeah, we got some good stories coming. I mean, I'm so, so pumped. You guys, God doesn't stop. He just keeps getting better. And I think that is one of my favorite things about what Holly says. He's just good. And and it's high time the church start trusting that he is good. So to you, listeners, we say thank you. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And may God bless all that you do. May you see him working in, through, and around you always. That's our prayer. Amen. And we'll uh, we'll be back in 2023. Wow. Buckle up. Love you guys. We encourage you to ask Holy Spirit what he wants to say to you through this story. We invite you to partner with us through your God-given resources of time, prayer, and finances. Without your sharing, these stories don't spread to those who need them. Without your prayers, we are limited in what we can do for the kingdom. 
without your finances, these powerful stories of God's supernatural love go untold. God has called us to share His stories, and we invite you to be a part of that mission. For more information, be sure to check out our website at theunseenstory.org. Thanks so much for listening.